Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie podcast brought to you by ToughPage.com. It's the podcast where we watch the Muppet movie two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us today is a very special guest. Tell the folks who you are, special guest. Hi, I'm special guest Matt Wilkie, also from Tough Pigs. Wonderful. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Guys, I got to tell you, this this waiting in the lobby of Tough Pigs HQ for my time to come, for my minutes, has been uh, a decision on your part, but I appreciate it. It's been fun. I'm glad that you found the bus lockers to be comfortable. Very comfortable. I hope you enjoyed uh, the TV uh, showing the same two minutes on a loop over and over again. It's it's interesting. Well, well, you know, we, we watch our, our I watch everyone's two minutes, and then there's like a half an hour pause, and then I watch the next two minutes, and then a half an hour pause. It's it's strange, but works. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> way to watch the movie, but we like it. We're yeah, well, all the guests just sitting out here in the lobby. I'm I'm hanging out with with Joe and Evan and and Paul Williams. Who oh spoiler alert, <laughs> he's coming up soon as a guest. Uh, now we oh, have man, to get Paul Williams. Is, we will never have a righteous video unless we get Paul Williams. Maybe. All right. Yeah. So, um, what are we talking about today? Without Paul Williams here, we are talking about minutes thirty-five and thirty-six of the Muppet movie, where we start with Gonzo and Camilla in the plumbing truck. Um, we start. We open with Gonzo saying, "I tell you, Camilla, great plumbers are born, not made." And we end two minutes later with Milton Berle welcoming the gang to Madman Movies. But before we get to Milton Berle, let's talk about Gonzo. This really is the first time we see him. We saw him at the tail end of the last clip, but we see him here very enthusiastic about his plumbing business. Yes, Gonzo, very famous for being a plumber, as we talked about a little bit last week. Well, I was I was curious how much you talked about him already, so I'm gl- I'm glad we're gonna get into we're gonna get into Gonzo now. This is exciting for me. Sure, yeah. Um, one thing that I noticed here, and it's like that I never really thought about before, is Gonzo calls himself a prince of plunger to Camilla here. But on the side of his truck, it says prince of plumbers. So he hasn't decided what, what his brand is yet. <laughs> He's still trying to figure it out. Either way, great alliteration. Yeah, but I mean, if he decides on plungers, he's going to have to repaint the truck, so... Right. Although I will say it does fit in with the whole thing where on, on the Muppet Show, sometimes he's Gonzo the Great and sometimes he's the Great Gonzo. Right? Yeah, you know, I early on they always called him the Great Gonzo. So I always think that sounds better. So it, it always kind of like, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it annoys me, but I always sort of raise an eyebrow when they call him Gonzo the Great. But I guess that's also partly because his name is Gonzo. So they want to put the name Gonzo first. Right. That makes so, sense. Yeah, I, I I go the great Gonzo because I feel like feels like Kermit the Frog, and he's not a great. He's the great. That somehow made sense in my head. No, yeah, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Although, yeah, it's interesting. He's been that. called a lot of things, but I don't think they've ever made that joke. Like, oh, didn't you know my name is Gonzo the Great? I am a great. Well, I think that joke works on paper, but doesn't really work. Like, I don't think it would work in the context of conversation. Probably you know? But, so what happens to Gonzo here? Um, he and Fozzie are driving straight towards each other, which, you guys, I had the craziest revelation while watching this scene. 
something I wish I'd thought of 20 years ago. <laughs> so they're, they're driving on the same side of the road, right? Mm-hmm. The right-hand side, like you do in the United States. Well, Gonzo Gonzo's is driving drifting. on the left-hand side. Gonzo's on the left-hand side of the road like you do in India. Uh, Does Gonzo think mind he's in India? Blown. Right? Does Gonzo think he's in India driving to Bombay? Is is he getting ready? Is he preparing for when he gets there where he'll have to drive? Either way, like it, it, it yeah. makes it makes sense to me now. Yes. Like, in his mind, he's already in Bombay. Right. Right. I mean, or maybe, or maybe it's like Arrested Development when they go to to Little Britain and it's he's they're driving through Little India. In, in some part of the world. Right so Fozzie is actually driving on the wrong side of the road. Yes, yeah. Fozzie didn't get the memo that they were in Little India. He didn't see that road sign where it flips. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyways, what, what actually happens though is I love it so much, the thing where they're both screaming, Kermit and Fozzie are screaming, Gonzo's screaming, complete silence when Gonzo and or Fozzie and Kermit start looking around to see like what, what happened to that other car. I love that edit so much. It's, it's, it's a pretty genius move to not have like a, a crash or any kind of sound effect just to have like, whoop and nothing. It, <laughs> and yeah. It, it definitely is funnier that, that way. Yeah. Well, and, and also what crash could like, there's no way I don't think in a live action movie that they could really show the visual of like Gonzo's car flipping up on top of the Studebaker and make it funnier than what it is here. Absolutely, yeah. Right. It, it would seem like the love bug or something, right? It would be like, oh, now we're doing car tricks. And then they would have used <laughs> an even goofier sound effect. Right, yeah. Yeah, it really is the less is more. Plus it looks great. I love the visual of the two cars stacked up. Yeah, with, with Gonzo's truck just upside down on top of the Studebaker, just somehow affixed there or just balancing there. Right. Although I do love that it's kind of teetering back and forth as they pull into the used car lot. Now, what what do you think happens to the um, to that statuette that he had on top? Do you think that's crushed underneath there? We can see it. It's, 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 it's behind. When Gonzo is hopping mad... I know during that shot, I noticed it. You can see it right behind Gonzo's head. Oh, look at that. Yeah, you yeah. can. So maybe they just yeah. put it in the trunk and took it with them. <laughs> I, hope so. I hope they kept it as a souvenir for his, his home well, in Bombay or Hollywood, wherever he ends up. I don't, I don't know. I haven't finished the movie yet. I don't know. <laughs> okay. um, as they pull into the into the used car lot, you can. it's probably ADR, I'm sure. But you can hear Gonzo say, are you, is he going to sell my plunger? And Fozzie says, no, he's not going to sell your plunger. <laughs> so presumably they do grab it, right? Like it's, it's, it's on Gonzo's mind. I think that's the plunger he's talking about. Probably. I guess so. Guess. I, either way, he, Gonzo got all the things that were most important to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cause, cause you can't be a prince of plunger without a plunger. Yeah. Right. Mm-mm. No way. <laughs> no, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. There are very few requirements for being a prince of plungers. That's one of them. Yes, indeed. Um, so the other thing I was going to say about the scene where the two two cars collide is um, we missed him. I think Kermit says it, right? We missed him. Um, and then, Kermit says it. Yeah. 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 And then Gonzo sticks his head down and says, oh, you call that a miss? I wonder if they considered having Carol Kane pop up in the back seat and say, yes. Yeah, I've thought <laughs> about that. It would have been 
I think it would have worked because that would have only been the third time that we had seen her. I think that would have been a nice little bow on that running gag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's funny to to be doing it this way to 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 break it up into these two minutes because there are things like that that I I never thought of before. But because we're focused on two minutes exactly, it's uh, a joke like that is like oh that's a missed joke a missed joke. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But instead, it, yeah. it's funny that they. They take a beat. I mean, maybe this is one of those things where the editor figured that the audience would be laughing. So they, but it's like Gonzo, you know, pops in from the top of the car. And then uh, Kermit and Fozzie just take a second, kind of looking around and looking at Gonzo, just like, what's going on here? Right. Well, and one thing I never noticed until this viewing, which again, watching it closely, in the wide shot, right after Gon- we see Gonzo hanging down, you know, over the hood of the car or over the roof of the car. In the wide shot, we hear Gonzo say out loud, well, I'm getting in your car. Oh, I did. I still didn't even notice that. Yeah, which I don't know why they felt that. Like, the fact that I've been watching this movie for, you know, 25 years or whatever, and I just noticed it now, and you still haven't noticed, tells you that that is not necessary at all for them to add in. But someone decided that they needed to do it. Huh. I wonder why, you well, know? Yeah, because it becomes very obvious very quickly that that's what he did. Right, and Camilla too. He doesn't even say Camilla's coming with, but she does. <laughs> well, that goes without I'd, saying. I'd like to see the edit where he stays in his car. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very gonzo. And yeah. he's just hopping mad up there by himself, and they never know why. Yeah, about the hopping mad thing, that feels very much to me like season one gonzo, where he did a lot of that kind of, like, I think it's in the... Joel Gray episode, maybe somebody says, Gonzo, do you want to go for a spin? And he just like spins around in circles. That was kind of a thing that Gonzo did early on. Right. Well, and what I love about it being such a corny joke is that that's what inspires Fozzie to invite him along, right? He says he's hopping mad, and then Fozzie's just like, well, you should come with us to Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Muppet logic. Right. The other thing about that is I love so much in that scene when um, Kermit asks, are you guys okay while, while Gonzo's hopping? And Camilla just kind of nods. Like Camilla's taking care of business while Gonzo's doing his dumb joke. Camilla doesn't say anything, of course. I mean, she doesn't, I don't right. think she clucks, but she just like looks at Kermit and nods. Yeah, Camilla like, yeah, okay. is, uh, I've, I've decided to, to pay attention to Camilla on this watch through uh, because, you know, that's Jerry Nelson's main character for most of this movie or much of this movie. And uh, she's she really is, uh, you know, present in these scenes. Like she's responding to what Gonzo is saying. She's paying attention to. The, she's not just you know sitting there being a chicken. She's just right. as much a character as everyone. Right. Yeah. Um, which which is the mark of a great character actor because a lot of times you have those moments where you're just the background, you're just the sidekick, the the peripheral, and and reaction is action because you don't have a lot of lines and Jerry was great at that. Well, uh, one that I noticed here is when Gonzo's about to say his dream to go to Bombay, India, he says, you'll think it's stupid. And the two boys in front both say, no, no, you know, Camilla shakes her head and just kind of goes, oh, like she's giving him that little extra bit of encouragement. To right. Say yeah. That. Yeah. She's kind of, yeah. She just wants to add her support. Yeah. She's a very sweet. Yeah. She's not, a, yeah, she's not one of those henpeck. Women. <laughs> uh, 
Now, what is uh, it? Uh, Dave Golza's theory slash joke is that there's actually not just one Camilla, but Gonzo refers to any chicken who happens to be in his vicinity as Camilla. Right. Which, you know, they did do that joke on screen once. I think, is it in uh, Celebration of 30 Years? I think? Yeah, he addresses a chicken as Camilla and then the, the other chicken, like, you know, clucks in protest. Right. But I don't know. I, I kind of I kind of would rather think of Camilla as as being a real character who's actually devoted to Gonzo. Right. Like it's th- there have been many moments throughout the years where they seem to have this very sweet relationship. And I like that a lot more than I like Gonzo just has a chicken fetish. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It feels it feels uh, not not good. Doesn't give me a good feeling when I when I look at that quote when I'm like, hmm. Seems a little dismissive. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a funny sort of on the set joke or behind the scenes joke, but it, yeah, I guess there, there's nothing in, on screen to suggest that it's actually true. So yeah, right. Yeah. Certainly not in this film. No. So before we move on to the topic of Bombay, India, anything else you guys have to say about Gonzo or Camilla or the cars crashing? Um. What more? What more can you say? <laughs> Fair enough. You know, I just I yeah. just want to make sure that whatever whatever points you have get said. Yeah, no, I'm just oh, looking nice. over my notes, but that's I, that brings me up to Bombay, India, in my notes. Well, what I was gonna so the thing about Bombay, India is in the movie that's played very much as a like it's played very much as a joke. Gonzo says, uh, "You know, I'm going on my way to Bombay India to become a movie star." Gonzo or Fozzie says, "You don't go to Bombay to become a movie star. You go where we're going." Hollywood. Gonzo says, sure, if you want to do it the easy way. But Gonzo's not even wrong. Like, no. You know, like, I, I couldn't find the numbers for, for 1979, but Bombay, or now Mumbai, Bollywood, really is the like, movie capital of the world. So I, I did find the stats for the year 2012, where the United States produced 476 films and Bollywood made 1,602. <laughs> wow. So I don't know how, I don't know if that was as true in 1979 as it it is, you know, in this decade. Are those all feature films? Yeah. Wow. Well, so did you read the Wikipedia article for Bollywood as I did? I I looked at that. I looked at some other, some other pages. I found that, I found that statistic on a website called statista.org. Nice. So it seems like, uh, the Bollywood industry has sort of had, uh, periods of, really really active periods and sort of less active periods but uh the article the wikipedia article did say that in the 70s it was going through kind of a renaissance and that's actually when the the word bollywood emerged so i mean there's no reason to think that jerry jewel and jack burns were aware of that at the time i feel like why else would it be bombay india well i don't know yeah it seems like a very specifically chosen location so maybe they were they were doing it as a joke but also as a like well you know gonzo's smarter than he looks so, so he's yeah gonzo he actually knows kind more. of acting career that's interesting but hmm. as, as far as i know we have no evidence that gonzo can speak hindi that's true that's true that's true <laughs> that's a good point. maybe that's why he never oh. made it to bollywood Right. You know, it, it, it's it's uh, interesting that that when uh, Siegel and Stoller wrote the uh, their their movie, that they chose the plumbing angle instead of having him have a huge career in India and be oh. like a Bollywood star. 
and then have to leave behind this giant career. But I guess it's kind of similar to Fozzie, where, but, but in the opposite, where he has a struggling comedian career, but Gonzo had a huge career, and he chose yeah. to leave well, uh, We should note that Jerry Jewell picked it up himself in The Muppet Show in season four in the episode guest starring Lola Falana. The main backstage plot is about how Gonzo is going to leave the Muppet Theater to go to Bombay to pick up his old dream of becoming a movie star. Oh, so they actually use Bombay again there. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they say it specifically. Oh, that's some good continuity. But the Muppets yeah. have never done a Bollywood musical number pastiche, have they? Um, does Papalapaka count? <laughs> well. Isn't that- isn't that no, a, that's, not, that's, that's, not that's Turkish that's, anyway, yeah. yeah. So that seems that does seem kind of like a missed opportunity then for the 2011 Muppets. They could have gone to visit Gonzo on the set of his latest Bollywood hit, and they could have done a whole Bollywood musical number. But yeah, maybe maybe in the next Muppet movie, the that next reboot. That is a thing that will definitely happen. We but can hope. I will say also. Um, so after he's talking about Bombay and you want to do it the easy way, Fozzie says, we picked up a weirdo, which that's culturally insensitive, Fozzie. Yeah. Like, just because Gonzo has different tastes in world cinema than you do, that doesn't make him a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, Fozzie's been living in the cave too long. Yeah, there you go. Or at the El Slizo. Have you guys... Have you guys um, uh- since since I'm I'm listening as you guys are going forward, but there's going to be a gap here. So, uh, but going back to El Sliza for just one second, the first time that you guys said the name on the podcast El Sliza, mm-hmm. I had I, I for the first time thought, oh, that kind of sounds like El Street Studios, which was oh. right near where they were filming, and I wonder if there was any connection there. Hmm. I don't know, but that is an interesting conjecture. I have no idea. I always just figured it was supposed to sound like it was I, I sleazy. Did, yeah, I did too. I figured that's that's most likely the case. But for one second, I was like, what if it isn't? El Strizo. <laughs> yeah, the El Strizo. Um, but no, I, and then the other thing I was going to say about we picked up a weirdo is on Muppet Babies, Gonzo was called a weirdo all the time. Like it was his species. So I wonder if this is the origin of that. It could be. I, that was, yeah, definitely a common thing on Muppet Babies. He's been referred to as, uh, what, like, Miss Piggy's called him a freak, I think, a few times. Mm-hmm. He said in the Muppet Show comic book that he was an artist. That that was his species? But, well, isn't that the whole, like, Scooter says, Gonzo, what are you? And he says, didn't oh. you know I'm an artist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, I forgot where I was going with that, but there, Gonzo has received many designations. Weirdo is probably the most frequently used, and yeah, yeah so or, maybe this is the genesis of that. I, w- I would say in live action, the most frequently used is probably whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's whatever. But yeah, on Muppet Babies, it seems like they, call, like they would say, like, we have a bear, a frog, a pig, a weirdo, you know? Right. Oh, so, so the final point I have about Gonzo neither him nor Camilla are identified by name in this scene. Neither one of them is introduced mm-hmm. by name to, to the other friends. Interesting. And they're the I first wonder... characters so far to be introduced without their name. Yeah. Fozzie's Fozzie Bear, right? At the, at the El Slizo. And then yeah. the uh, Mayhem all say their names. Huh. Scooter says his name. Maybe Scooter doesn't. He says, don't forget me. I'm the band's manager. Yeah. I don't remember if anyone said his name. 
we have we have slept on the job because we should have <laughs> I feel like he does say don't forget me I'm Scooter I, I can kind of hear that yeah okay but yeah I, I triple checked to make sure that neither Gonzo nor Camilla is identified but so probably I don't know is the he probably says it to Miss Piggy right somebody says this is Gonzo or something we'll see we'll find out coming up we will and uh, I guess we just, you know, it's one of those things that happened uh, between scenes or between shots. We could just assume that at some point Gonzo said, hi, my name is Gonzo. And then Camilla clucked and then he said, and this is Camilla. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I, I have a little bit of a, I have some OCD tendencies and a lot of times when I watch movies, it bothers me like when I'm watching something and it's like scenes and scenes and scenes in and I realize they've never said their name and I can't remember their name because they didn't say it. <laughs> and uh, like things like Marvel movies that happens a lot where where you just assume, oh, they know who that superhero is, but they've never said like, hi, I'm, you know, hi, I'm Steve Rogers or anything like that. Like it starts to bug me. Right. And in sure. that case, we all know because we've all seen the marketing for the right. movie and we know the, the characters names and. Yeah, well, it's like that thing where Ewoks, they never say the name Ewok yeah. on screen. Huh. I don't think yeah. they ever say Porg on screen in The Last Jedi either, for that matter. I don't think they do, yeah. We all no, just knew. Yeah, yeah, we all just all knew that they were Porgs, just like we all knew that it was Gonzo. Yeah, and then, okay, so by the time this goes out, it's probably okay to spoil The Last Jedi, right? Um, let's say yes, but let's say, hey, if you have not seen Star Wars The Last Jedi, right now is your chance to skip ahead a few minutes. So Matt, was it very satisfying for you when Poe and Ray introduced themselves by name in the final scene of that movie? Absolutely. <laughs> like to an insane degree where I was like, they've never met. So this is important. They yeah. need to do this. Sure. Yeah. Um, you will well, not that was a massive spoiler. So I'm glad we gave <laughs> the alert. Well, but it is something that happens right at the end. Yeah, you know, I don't watch, I, don't I, watch I, I appreciate that hyper attention to spo- like any kind of spoilers. And, I mean, yeah, there might be some people yeah, who are like, ah, oh, now I know that, that Poe yeah. and Ray live to the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. Um, so we should, speaking of endings, we should move on to the end of this clip where the two stacked cars pull into a parking lot, um, which is a used car dealership owned by Madman Mooney, played by Milton Burrow. Uncle Milty. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the apparently ADR uh, dialogue as they're pulling in. Mm-hmm. I really like those little lines. Like uh, as Fozzie is is pulling in, he says, "Where should I stop? How should I stop?" And it's just it's just these another one of those little touches. Like they didn't have to put those little jo- jokes and lines in there, but they right. did, and it's all the better for it. Right. Um, also, we should say, maybe some listeners don't know, ADR means automated dialogue replacement. And it's in movies when uh, actors go back to record new dialogue or re-record dialogue over existing footage. Is that, is that what the acronym stands for? Yep. Automated dialogue replacement. In my brain somewhere, I always assumed it was additional dialogue recording. That I think I just too. made... I that might actually that make up. more sense because I yeah. never really got what was automated about it. But that's, that's what it stands for. Excellent. You are so good, by the way, Anthony, at explaining things to uh, to listeners who might not know those things. That's a valuable well, thank service. You. Thank you. Listeners, write in and tell me if you agree. And if you do, I'll keep doing it. And listeners, if you don't, I'll Listeners, write in and have Anthony explain anything you want. Yes, please do. Let us know if we say anything that we don't explain well enough. I'm a librarian in real life, so I love explaining things. 
All right. Um, and speaking of which, who is Milton Berle? Who's who is Milton, Milton Berle? Berle character? Tell um, us, Uncle Anthony. Well, he uh, he was uh, an early TV pioneer. Um, oh, he was a vaudeville guy, and he'd done radio and things, but he's best known for starring in Texaco Star Theater from 1948 to 1956, which was like the first huge TV hit in the United States. You- One of the biggest TV shows of all time, which most people have probably never heard of now. Right. Um, you, you, you would read stories about how, you know, the number of TV sets increased by several million within, you know, a couple of years after that show premiered because people wanted to watch Milton Berle wear dresses and take pies to the face. <laughs> um, he, you know, his, his Mr. Television in those days, or as Matt alluded to, Uncle Milty, because he was like the audience's uncle because he's so lovable, which is he? Like, he seems like such a jerk to me. <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he's, so, he's this comedy legend and he's like this beloved figure, but he's always seemed a little bit sleazy to me somehow. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He's got like that like that Don Rickles quality where you're like, I don't know if I would actually want him as my uncle. I think yeah. he'd probably like pull my ear during dinner or something. <laughs> right. You, you right, might laugh right. at his jokes, but you wouldn't trust him. Exactly. And um, we should note before we close that he was he's the fifth Muppet Show guest star we've seen in this movie. He was on in season two. And actually in one of my favorite episodes, I happened to review it for Tough Pigs. So look that up if you want to know why I love that one so much. Go to toughpigs.com and Google Milton Berle. That's right. Or just Google Tough Pigs Milton Berle. You could do that too. <laughs> um, anyway, so anyways, any final thoughts before we close? We've come to the end of these minutes. That's all I have. I, I, just, I just want to say that Gonzo is... A, a really unique character and and he has such a distinct personality and i'm so glad to see him on the big screen have you guys have you guys um ever seen this on the big screen by the way have you guys talked about that at all we have not have. um i have seen it on the big screen yes but we have not talked about it excellent yeah yeah i have too so so i'm glad we all have because it's it's a totally different experience going to like a theater and seeing people like some people experiencing it for the first time. I had that happen to me. There was a guy next to me who was just loving Gonzo in the movie because he had, he had probably, if he'd seen it when he was really little, uh, he was about late thirties and just loving everything Gonzo did. So it was so cool to see that from another perspective of like somebody experienced it for the first time. That's another thing about going to one of those uh, screenings is there's always going to be people who maybe have seen it, but they haven't seen it, in, you know, since they were six years old. So it's it's like they're rediscovering it. Then that's just as great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and before we close, I do want, as, since you brought this up, Matt, I do want to say that I saw this movie in a small independent theater in Columbia, Missouri called Ragtag Cinema. And support your local independent cinemas, folks, because they're the ones who are going to show you old movies on the big screen. Yeah, let me. I'll, I'll give my shout out. Um, I live in Los Angeles, and I saw that at the New Beverly Cinema. And ironically enough, last year on Jim Henson's birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think I saw it at the Brooklyn Academy of Music and at the Museum of the Moving Image, both of which are good places to see movies. Nice. All right. So, with that, we are going to close the doors so everyone can look up your own local independent cinemas and go see the Muppet movie. There. Do it now. Whether you live on the East Coast, the West Coast, or smack in the middle. All right. So 
Thank you for joining us, Matt. Um, before we go, could you tell people where to find you on the internet? Absolutely, yeah. I'm uh, I'm on Twitter at, at writingwilkie, uh, writing like the physical act of putting pen to paper, uh, and Wilkie, W-I-L-K-I-E. Wonderful. And you can find me on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist, and you can find Ryan at me, Ryan Rowe. You can also find Tough Pigs. We're on Twitter at Tough Pigs. We're also on Facebook. And you can find us on the good old internet at toughpigs.com. So please look us up. And if you're so inclined, give us a positive review on iTunes and tell all your friends to listen to the show. And don't forget to join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye. Bye. Hello.